Hi, this is Allison Sheridan of the Nacillacast podcast, hosted at podfeed.com, a technology geek podcast with an ever so slight Apple bias. Today is Sunday, October 24th, 2021, and this is show number 859. Well, we're having a blast in the live chat room. If you guys have not been to the live chat room before, you're missing a great one, because this week, Lindsay Tondi, also known as Lindsay the Daughter, did the introduction to the show because she's actually in the house. She's in the chat room, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun with that. But anyway, this is going to be a long show because of the way things worked out, though it's going to be a very heavy Apple show. I've got lots of different angles on the announcements, and I guarantee I've got some new perspectives on the topic. I know you've probably heard a lot about everything that was announced, but um, I've got an interview with 11-year-old Armand Aurora to tell us what he sees as the good and bad of the announcements. I mean, come on, how many of your podcasts give you that perspective? I'll even compare the new MacBook Pros to a stove in one of my articles, and I'm telling you, this is not your normal show. I've got a cool diagram you're going to want to hang on your wall if you're a nerd, so we'll get into that in a little bit. This week on Chit Chat Across the Pond, Doc Rock joins me again for a fantastic discussion of everything about the Apple announcements. I originally had asked Doc on the show to come on to explain ProRes video to me, but Apple delighted us by dropping the new M1 Max Max and M1 Pro Max the same day we were scheduled to record. So we do spend a little time talking about ProRes video where Doc explains to me what all those numbers people have been banding about. Have you heard people saying 4444 and XQ and... Other strange terminology, and he he actually breaks it down in a super simple way before we get started with all of the other announcements. And I I really understood what he was done explaining to video uh, uh, to me as a muggle explaining how this high end video works. Then we take the least linear path through the MacBook Pro announcements you can possibly imagine. It was positively delightful as we dug into specific specs and what they mean and who should care all the time, completely bouncing around between the different options. We did not go sequentially through anything, any of it. And I got to tell you, I loved every single minute of this conversation. Now, you can find Doc Rock everywhere on the internets at Doc Rock. He's got a great YouTube channel where he helps people learn to live stream like a boss. And he'd also love it if you check out his new audio podcast called Creator 50, where he encourages people of a more mature age to learn to share their stories. There's a link in the show notes, of course, or you can search for Creator 50 in your podcatcher of choice. And of course, you can see, uh, you can listen to Chit Chat Across the Pond in your podcatcher of choice as well. Did I mention that we had a really good time and I loved every minute of it? This week, I had the pleasure of being on Clockwise again with Dan Morin and Micah Sargent, and we got to sit around the virtual table with the awesome Ajay Tomek, everyone's favorite Slovenian podcaster. Anyway, we talked about what might be missing from the new MacBook Pros, how we feel about the notch, whether we use active noise cancellation on our headphones, and my favorite subject, you can tell I'm the one who picked it, pivot tables in numbers and other spreadsheets. You can find Clockwise in your podcatcher of choice and just look for episode number 421. I was obviously delighted when the M1 Pro and the M1 Max were announced because, as I'd hoped, the 14-inch MacBook Pro is not a compromise in performance and specs versus the 16-inch MacBook Pro. You know, right now I have a 16-inch MacBook Pro, the Intel version, and while that giant screen is glorious... It is so heavy. I've carried the 15 and 16 inch MacBook Pros to Paris, England, Belgium, Ireland, Italy, Peru, India, Nepal, Australia, and New Zealand, and countless conferences in the US. I am so ready for something much lighter. This is a little bit sad though. 
This is the fourth time that Tom Merritt and I have bought laptops at the exact same time, and every time we have bought nearly identical laptops. There was the one year when Tom got the, Tom got the high-end graphics card when I bought the middle one, and you know what? He always held that over me. This year, he's sticking with the 16-inch as I slimmed down to the 14-inch, so it won't be quite the same. We did both buy the M1 Max with the 10-core CPU, 32-core GPU, and 64GB of RAM. He bought the 2TB model, but since I needed something to hold over him this time, I bought the 4TB drive. Now, just so Wingman Kevin doesn't give me a hard time, please note that Steve bought the exact same model as me, except with the 2TB drive. His five-year-old 13-inch MacBook Pro definitely could not run the live show on the road, so this will be awesome for us when we do the show from out of town. Tom, Steve, and I all have delivery dates of this coming Tuesday, so we are super excited. I bring all this up because Tom made some really interesting observations on the Daily Tech News show about the HDMI port and the fast-charging options for the 16- and 14-inch models. Because his content is under a Creative Commons license, he agreed to let me play a two-minute clip from the show for you to highlight his observations. Let's listen to Tom now. A couple follow-ups to the Apple announcement from yesterday. First of all, uh, it's now confirmed that that HDMI port is HDMI 2.0, not 2.1, which could be the reason, probably likely to be the reason, that you see it saying it will only support a 4K display at 60 hertz, not 120 hertz. Not many monitors do that anyway, but it's kind of irksome. You can still get a 4K 120 hertz monitor to work on the Thunderbolt 4 ports. It's just the HDMI port that's uh, limited to 60 hertz. The 16-inch MacBook Pro also comes with a 140-watt charging brick with a MagSafe cable. And the best part about that is that it uses the USB-C power delivery 3.1 standard. So HDMI using the old standard, but USB-C using the most recent just-released power standard. And that means you could use it on other compatible devices. And the Mac can use compatible third-party USB-C PD 3.1 chargers from third parties. The new USB-C power delivery standard is the first to go over 100 watts. USB-C PD 3.1 goes up to 240 watts. The Mac Mm -hmm. power brick also uses gallium nitride or GAN, which means it can be smaller than if it was made with other materials. They didn't seem to do that with the the lower wattage ones. They're still making those with other materials, but this one's not as huge as it would be. Uh, A couple caveats. The 140-watt charger will only do fast charging on the 16-inch MacBook Pro's MagSafe port because the USB-C ports are Thunderbolt 4 and don't support USB-C PD 3.1. That's extra confusing because the 14-inch, not the 16-inch, but the 14-inch mm. MacBook Pros can do fast charging over their Thunderbolt 4 USB-C ports because the 14-inch models come with either 67 or 96-watt chargers. And yes, you could get those lower chargers and use it on your 16-inch MacBook Pro, but it'll charge slower. And if your machine is pulling more wattage than the charger provides, because it can pull up to 140 watts, it could deplete your battery instead of charging it. Okay, so remember where I said the two sizes were the same, one just had a bigger screen? I replayed this clip a couple of times, and I took close notes. There was one bit that sounded very curious to me. He explained that the 16-inch, with its massively powerful 140-watt power supply, could do fast charging over MagSafe because the MagSafe connector meets the USB power delivery, PD, 3.1 spec. Then he said it can't do fast charging over USB-C because the ports are not USB-C PD 3.1. Well, I was up, I was actually with him up to there. But then he explained that the 14-inch could do fast charging over USB-C. 
I was a little confused because if it was not USB 3.1, then how come the 14-inch could do fast charging over USB-C? So I chatted with him for some clarification. He explained that since the 14-inch doesn't need more than 100 watts to fast charge, the USB PD 3.0 spec, which tops out at 100 watts, will meet its needs for fast charging. So that made sense. But the other surprise buried in the audio clip was that he said that the 14-inch models come with either 67 watts or 96 watts. Now, pay attention to that because we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Anyway, Tom is very precise, so I was certain that wasn't a mistake, but I went to Apple's tech tech spec page to find out why. It turns out that the bottom of the line 14-inch M1 Pro only requires the 67-watt charger, but the M1 Max requires the larger 96-watt charger. Okay, stay tuned for more on this a little bit later in the show. One of the things I was looking forward to on the smaller laptop was a smaller power brick because Steve's always had this nice little light power brick because he only had a 61-watt power brick for his 13-inch MacBook Pro. But because Apple did not bring gallium nitride to the smaller laptop's charger, I will be getting another massive 100-watt charger block. The good news is I already have a 100-watt gallium nitride charger from Hyperjuice with two USB-C ports and two USB-A ports, so that'll probably be my travel charger. Heck, the 14-inch is supposed to get 17 hours of battery life when you're just watching video, so why am I worried about charging speeds? Probably because Tom's 16-inch will get 21 hours on a charge. All right, let's talk about those ports next. Okay, I'd like you to imagine a stove with four burners. You've got two on the left and two on the right. In the morning, you want to make a fried egg, so you put your little frying pan on the front right burner. Now at lunch, you want to make soup and a couple of grilled cheese sandwiches. So you put a medium-sized pot on the front right for the soup because you're going to need to stir it, and you put a big pan for the grilled cheese on the front left. Now it's dinner time, and it's all hands on deck for your family. You've got broccolini in a medium pot. You've got some grilled onions going in a small frying pan. You're making pasta in a large pot, maybe grilling some chicken in a medium pan. Everything is dandy and you can move the pans and pots around. So if somebody's left-handed or you need to stir something, it can be moved to the front. You've got all your pots and pans organized so you always know where they are to be ready for the right cooking at the right time. Life is good. Now imagine you've got a fancy brand new stove. It actually allows you to work with six things at once instead of four. But all six aren't open to be used with any pot or pan. Instead, this stove has three dedicated burners and three open burners. For the dedicated burners, the front right is always a large, very old pot. In fact, it's a pot you never even use anymore. There's also a dedicated medium sauce pot on the medium right, and that one actually might be handy. In the back left, there's a large frying pan you also can't move. Now, that large frying pan is a very handy one, but sometimes you need the large frying pan on the right instead of the left. But no, that large frying pan, it's stuck on the left now. The three open burners could still have any size pot or pan on them, even replicating the sizes that are on the dedicated burners. You could, for example, put a large frying pan on the open burner on the back right. But guess what? It only cooks at half the heat as the dedicated burner on the left. Now, while technically you only have one fewer open burner than you had in the open cooktop, it's actually more restrictive and less flexible for the different cooking scenarios. While this would be a very frustrating cooktop for you, a significant percentage of the population really loves the dedicated burners, and they're really tired of having to lug the pots and pans out of the cabinet. Sometimes they even lose their pots and pans. 
They like having the dedicated pots and pans in the same place at all times so they can't lose them. So do you see where I'm going here with this? The new MacBooks Pro have six ports on them instead of four, but three of the six are dedicated to one task and one task only. The MagSafe connector is in the back left and it's fantastic and it charges the laptop at high speed, but it's always in the back left. Now, while technically you could charge on the right with the one USB-C port, it's not going to be as fast as that MagSafe on the left. Even if you haven't needed an HDMI connector in years, you still have one. Never use your big girl camera anymore because the iPhone is amazing? <laughs> well, you're getting an SD card slot anyway. Now, maybe you use both, both of these, but you've probably already invested in docks and dongles, so you had great flexibility to make every port be whatever you wanted it to be. It turns out there appear to be more people who lose dongles and hate to lug them around than people who like flexibility. I am glad they're happy, and this new design is the answer for all of their retro desires. I'll also be fine with this new redesign, but I sure like my flexible four-burner stove, and you know what? I never lost a single potter pan in the five years that I used it. When Steve and I ordered our 14-inch M1 Max Max this week, we had very little time to consider the options available. We were both totally looking forward to the announcement, so our little fingers were poised over the keyboards, planning on pretty much going top of the line as soon as we were able to order. Now, in a way, having decided top of the line made it easier because we didn't actually consider all of the options, and we didn't weigh whether or not we really needed any of these options. I decided to go back through and really study the options available, and I started making notes in a spreadsheet to get all of the information in one place. But it quickly became very difficult to show the differences because this really is a complex set of choices between these Macs. For example, if you go for the bottom of the line, which is, of course, a wicked fast and amazing machine, you do have that choice of a 67-watt or 96-watt charger. But only that one model has that choice. Two of the three M1 Pro options can only be 14-inch MacBook Pros, while the third and both M1 Max options can be either 14 or 16-inch models. You need to choose how many CPU cores you want, which will then change the size of the GPU cores you have as options, or the, I should say the number of GPU cores, and whether you choose Pro versus Max will change how much RAM you can put in the machine. Well, if that all makes your head spin like it did mine, I think you'll like what I created. I used my favorite diagramming tool, Diagram.net, formerly known as Draw.io, to document all of the options. It's color-coded, and it covers what I think are 18 possible configurations. And when I say 18 configurations, I'm not even counting configuring how big your SSD will be. The only thing that isn't complicated is choosing disk size. All 18 of the configurations come in 512 gigabytes, 1 terabyte, 2 terabyte, 4 terabytes, and 8 terabytes. And yes, I verified that you can configure the bottom of the line M1 Pro with an 8 terabyte drive, and you can configure the top of the line M1 Max with only a 512 gigabyte drive. Now, if you do the math, that means there are actually 90 different ways you can configure the new Apple Silicon MacBook Pros. This is going to get a lot easier if you look at my diagram. So in the diagram that's in the show notes, you're going to see two trees, one for the M1 Pro and one for the M1 Max. Now, this next part isn't really a separate decision point, but I note below each of the logos for the M1 Pro and the M1 Max that the M1 Pro has a memory bandwidth of 200 gigabytes per second, and the M1 Max is 400 gigabytes per second. There are other differences between the two models, but I thought that was kind of an important one to have uh, you know, right in, in the diagram. 
So as you go down the tree, I created bands going across to highlight the CPU, GPU, RAM, and power adapter options. The last piece to note is that there are two green boxes on my diagram. They outline which models come only in the 14-inch form factor and which ones can be 14 or 16 inches. I spent a lot of time fiddling with this diagram to not only get it right, but also to have it convey the information you need without a lot of wordy explanations. If you do find any mistakes in this, I actually really want to know because I tried really hard to get this right. I also tortured Steve and Steven Getz and the Slack community at podfeed.com slash Slack. And in particular, I want to give a shout out to Alistair Jenks because he helped me with a few things that um, made it a little more clear. In fact, the bands going across, that was his idea. So um, I can't say that if there's any mistakes, it's their fault, but, I, but I'll try even if you do. So anyway, after I had the diagram finalized, it occurred to me that this was a great tool for those of us who are currently sighted, but what about our visually impaired friends? While the whole point of the diagram is supposed to allow you to understand all the options at a glance, that's a lot harder to convey in text for a voiceover user. I decided to create a spreadsheet with every possible configuration in a sensible order. Once I had the diagram, it was actually really easy to make it in a sensible order. So I created the spreadsheet in numbers, and I exported the spreadsheet from numbers as a comma-separated value file. And then I found an online tool to convert CSV to HTML. In just a few seconds, I had an HTML table that I was able to insert in the article, which shows all 18 configurations. It's definitely not as pretty as the diagram, but you know what? It's accessible. And it was also a good triple check of the configuration count of 18 different configurations if you didn't count the five different options for disk. I really hope this diagram and table will help you understand the new offerings for the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros and maybe help you make a sensible decision rather than just pushing all the buttons to max it out like Steve and I did. Okay, you know we do this as a live show. As soon as I finish this, Steve said... You know, there's another dimension you forgot to consider. You forgot color. So there are 90 options. There are 180 different configurations. <laughs> this week, I'd like to celebrate the rest of the five-year club of supporting the NoSilicast on Patreon. Barry Falk, George Smith, Jamie Harris, Doug Ingram, Desmond, Steve Davidson, Trevor Drover, Yope, and Charles Hall have all been sending their hard-earned money to support the show for all five years. I absolutely can't thank them enough for this, and it's about time I recognize them. You know, it's kind of fun. After last week's announcement of the first set of five-year members, I started to get emails from people who either hadn't written ever before or hadn't written to me in ages, so this is super fun for me, too. It is a long overdue thank you. If you'd like to join the club and help pay the expenses of running the podcast, by the way, I do not run a profit on this podcast, go over to podfeet.com slash Patreon and pledge your support to the Podfeet Podcasts. Well, I'm excited to be here with my buddy, Armand Aurora, who uh, you've heard from before. He's 11 years old, and he's incredibly versed in what's going on in the Apple world and loves tech as much as any no-seller castaway. Welcome to the show again. Hello. It's great <laughs> well, to be back. Good, good. Yeah, you're, you're becoming a regular on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to dig a little deeper than we have in previous times. We're going to go beyond how much we both love the shiny. And I, I really want to get your opinions on why these things are cool or maybe stupid or, you know, whatever you think about all of these uh, big announcements that we just had. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So you've uh, you've kind of organized your thoughts in a couple of places. You want to yeah. uh, clearly the most important thing in the announcement was the five dollar listen only or Siri only uh, <laughs> Apple Music, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was very important. I thought that this would be like the best Apple Music membership there is. <laughs> in other words, you think it was stupid, right? Yes. So not not something that you're going to need. No, not at all. Okay. Well, so where do you want to start? Next, I start on the AirPods, the new AirPods. Okay, so those are the AirPods 3, right? Yeah. That replace the, the third generation of regular AirPods? Yeah. Now, you're an AirPods Max person, right? Yeah, I like the AirPods Max, like the over-ear headphones. So uh, what are your thoughts on the, new, uh, on the new AirPods? My thoughts are that I think for, um, only for the fir- I think this is only an upgrade for the first and second generation users. I feel like this is only good for them, not anyone else. Like, um... For the, if you use AirPods Pro or AirPods Max, there's really no point in getting the AirPods 3. Would you believe that I went from AirPods Pro down to AirPods on purpose? Yeah, I, I did. I've worn the AirPods Pro. I've had them for a while. No, and but I said I went down. I, I bought the AirPods Pro and I bought the AirPods regular because the AirPods Pro keep falling out of my ears. Yeah, exactly. They fall out so much. They always <laughs> feel, and when they're not falling out, I always feel like they're going to fall out. Yeah, yeah. They're oozing out, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think having the AirPods 3 is, is kind of good. I do miss the noise cancellation when I'm using them. Like I was trying to vacuum today and I had to put in the... Uh, the AirPods Pro, but uh, so what's what's cool about the AirPods Three? Well, the AirPods Three, the biggest thing is a spatial audio, and the, um, I know AirPods are super viral on the internet. So the um, so after the event, I had like a, I have a big group chat with L, like most of my classmates at school. So I told them that there's AirPods, and then and then one of them was like, "Oh, probably just gonna add some new eardrums to it and like over with." And like, and I didn't reply. But in my head, I was just like, that's literally all they added. The new spatial audio drums. They even said there was the drums banging in the headphones for spatial audio. <laughs> now, do you find uh, spatial audio to be life transforming like other people say? Um, well, if you really pay attention, it's really cool. And sometimes when I'm not paying attention, it's really cool too. I wouldn't say it's like a super life-changing thing, but it's really cool when you have it. Okay. The only time I ever listened to it was I watched, uh, somebody told me about a movie on Apple TV that had uh, spatial audio, and I thought it was kind of weird that I would turn my head and the sound would move with respect to my head. I thought that was kind of strange. It it felt weird to me, but I'm probably not the right person to ask about audio. (laughs) All right. So uh, the next most exciting, I mean... While the $5 a month uh, um, Apple Music offering was amazing, you got to be excited about new HomePod colors, right? Yes! <laughs> I love them! They were the most game-changing thing ever! Oh my god! You're, you're, I want them right now! You're so sarcastic, Armand. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the colors? Nothing much. The, the real update for me is that they discontinued the HomePod. The yeah, is that HomePod. a disappointment to you? I was a bit disappointed because now all they have is just a mini HomePod. You know what, though? I found we had a regular HomePod, and uh, then I bought a HomePod mini. And as soon as I bought one HomePod mini, I wanted many minis. I know. That's what my family did. Yeah. I wanted one for my room for my birthday. Then they got them for the whole house. Right. So they, I think it was a smart move because $300 for, or was it 400 the original I think price? I it was 300 maybe 400 Yeah. That, w- that was a big price to pay. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool speaker, but it didn't do that much more yeah. than the HomePod mini. And the HomePod minis sound pretty good, don't they? 
Yeah, they do. They sound really good. I have one in my room. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it, colors are fun. I thought the colors were a little muted, though. Yeah, I, I like bright colors. Like like yeah. you're wearing a bright turquoise or blue uh, sweatshirt. I love that kind of color, a bright yellow. Yeah, or, or I, But they're kind of like yeah. orange. They, cho- <laughs> they chose like the worst possible colors because apples all about like think differently, shiny. Ooh. Then they chose like, like dark blue, like the blue on the new iPhone 13. They chose not like the Sierra blue, but like the one in the base model. They chose, they chose orange out of all things. Like what? what then co- they chose red, like a dark. But it wasn't like a good red, red. It, to me. It was, it was, in, my, in my opinion, it was like a blood orange. Was it? Yeah, it was like yeah. More maybe. of like a reddish blood orange. Well, let's get to what you're really excited about. I think. Uh, yeah. I think. I think the new chips excited you, right? Yeah, very much. You want to start with the M1 Pro? M1 Pro, yeah. I was like shocked when it came out, like. The M1 came out less than a year ago, and then I will make this new event with this chip that, like, performs way faster than the M1. It was crazy. And the M1 was also crazy. Yeah, it was also right? crazy. Was- so you've got an M1 uh, MacBook uh, Air or Pro? Yeah, Air MacBook Air. Yeah. So uh, all of a sudden, they've got the this M1 Pro that's even that's even faster, and that that was that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, what do you think about it? Well, I think that it's amazing for not the regular person. Oh, okay. Not like like if you're like the average Joe, you want it for like school or something. You have to you should get a MacBook Pro 13 at most. But you, yeah, you know, I heard somebody saying today that that really for the regular person, you shouldn't even get a MacBook Pro because it's got the Touch Bar and the MacBook Air uh, does not, which mm-hmm. some people like better. How do you how do you feel about the uh, loss of the Touch Bar in the latest models and in yours? Honestly, I like the touch bar, but these function keys I like more. Yeah. I like the function keys more. Yeah, I think uh I think the the touch bar was a cool idea and I'm glad they tried it and I'm really looking forward to just being able to change the volume by hitting one key one time, yeah. not tap, tap, slide. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it seems cool in the outside like this uh, thing that made the pro stand out when you actually get to it, it's just like Type tap swipe press this to change this press 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 to change that thing. I forgot about it most of the time. Like I know yeah. in photos you can scroll through photos with it and stuff. I never do that. I literally never even notice that it's there. I have a friend who's also into Apple a lot. He's a, he's like the opposite of me. He's huge on the Touch Bar. He loves it. I don't know why. I don't ever see him use it that much. <laughs> then I tell him. Dude, the touch bar is gone. It's gone forever. He's like, no, no. <laughs> well, it's still in the 13 Pro. He can still get the M1 yeah, 13 Pro. Yeah, he has a 13 Pro right now. Oh, he does. Okay, mm-hmm. so by then, Apple will have invented something else silly mm-hmm. to, to irritate us, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, how do you feel uh, about the speed and performance and cooling and heating in that versus what you have with the M1 uh, MacBook Air? Um, I'm not... Does it have fans or not? I've not. It does. Okay, the it the fourteen and sixteen inch do have fans, but they probably won't have to go off nearly. Hopefully, they won't have to go off as much as this beast of a sixteen inch mm-hmm. I've got sitting here. Yeah, I bought um, well um, I bought a Steam game called Totally Accurate Battle Simulator Tabs, and it's a like I said, it's a battle simulator. And when I like do a big battle, like you would spawn like from a variety of characters and pick characters to put on a battlefield and battle with them. 
mean, I put those characters on a battlefield with like a big like medieval characters versus tribal characters. And I press fight and my computer starts lagging and heating up like crazy. The hottest it's oh. ever been before. I was so surprised. Really? Okay. Well, so that's one difference with the, the 13 Pro is that the because it does have fans, they can cool it down so that it can go faster. The yeah. MacBook Air can't get cooled down. You, you could actually put it on a cooling pan thing or something. There mm-hmm. are, are, you know, they sell little USB fans and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, USB fans. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's where, uh, even even for a game like that, maybe the maybe the M1 Pro is where people need to go? Yeah. You're starting to think that's more of a gaming machine? More of a gaming machine. Like, um, I know all the, like, uh, celebrity gamers use PC. This could be the time they transition to Mac. Yeah, I, but the game uh, developers will have to transition to Mac, right? That's true, yeah. Because they got to be compiled for uh, for the uh, M1 processors. Mm-hmm. So now there's the M1 Max. What do you think of that? I mean, so this, so the guy that was announcing it, he um he was hyping up the M1 for like ten minutes. Something. The M1 Pro. Yeah, the M1 Pro. Uh huh. And then um then he just said with the smirk on his face, "That's why we're releasing. That's why we're releasing another one." And it just took. This just did another thing. Then it went back to him and unveiled, and he unveiled the M1 Max. It wasn't Tim Cook. It was someone else. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who knows the names of all of them. I know Tim Cook and maybe Craig, Craig Federighi, but I, I lose track of all the rest of them, too. It was that like tall and skinny guy with the hair up. <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he was. So I know there are people who had made predictions and they had talked about this. There was a leak a while back, but I didn't yeah. think any of that was true. So when it happened, I was surprised. Honestly, I never. I used to pay attention to all of the leaks because um, it was cool. Then I stopped and just relaxed a little. Then we just waited for it to happen. It's remember. a little more fun that way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little more fun. Yeah. So uh, this thing is uh, looks like it's going to be pretty crazy. This uh, this M1 Max. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a beast. Uh, and I was for a while. I was questioning like who is going to use this thing. Like, isn't the M1 Pro is so much has so much power? It's like. Who in their right mind would buy the M1 Max? It's just too much. <laughs> you're 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 baiting me right now, aren't you? You're you're, you're mocking me for buying no, the M1 Max. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you should. I don't know that I need it, but when I heard Steve in the other room saying he was getting the Max, well, I'm not letting him get a Max if I'm not getting a Max. No, I got to no get the way. Max. No, no, you have to you have to get a Max. You, you can't just get a Pro and you just get the Max. That's that not fair. just wouldn't be right. It's yeah, right. the only thing we got different was I got a four terabyte SSD the and he got a two terabyte SSD. But I've got a I've got an 860 gig uh, photos library, mm-hmm. so I need a lot of space. Oh yeah. So he does video uh, for the live show that I do on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. and he's got a 2017, 2016, 2017, 27 uh, inch iMac, mm-hmm. and uh, and it struggles. It, it's really? it's a really powerful machine, and it's got a lot of RAM, but. I'm really looking forward to what happens when he he's going to want to hook up his MacBook his uh, new MacBook Pro I think instead of his iMac. Yeah. But where do we hook it up to? Does he have a pro, does he have a Pro Display XDR? No, he does not. Have a poor thing. He got my my hand me down 5K uh, LG, just the oh, same one you have. LG, yeah, That's a great it. display, right? Yeah, it's a great display. Yeah, yeah. So he'll probably hook it up to that. I have a feeling he'll end up using his uh, MacBook Pro a lot more than he thought he would. Yeah. But he does have two 27-inch screens, so maybe he'll need a second 5k display off of his uh, uh his uh, 14 inch macbook pro <laughs> yeah so uh let's see what else do we want to talk about with the m1 max um they're expensive 
Yeah, really expensive. Starts at two thousand. I predicted the price before it actually happened. So I wasn't that surprised when the when the when the lady who was announcing the price said, "Yeah, it's so starting at two thousand dollars and five, and then the sixteen sixteen models, but it's starting at um twenty five hundred dollars, and then she just transitioned to the next thing." Right, right. She said the price. She literally just said the price and then transitioned. How is it? I ended up spending no double that. <laughs> The the only price jump they really did a good job of tricking us into like well okay the M1 Pro or the M1 Max well it wasn't that much more for the M1 Max than the M1 Pro well once you get to the M1 Max you're like well how many how much uh, uh, GPU cores do you want well th- uh, sixteen or thirty two well I mean I might as well get thirty two it wasn't yeah. that much more and each thing I kept adding it wasn't adding that much more until I went from the stock I think it's one terabyte up to four terabytes oh, wow. it added a thousand dollars. And that's when I was like, ooh, but I, that I actually need. I don't need all these little $200 increments I just added. No, no. But I, I couldn't back out then, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So what do you think about 14 versus 16? Any differences between those that are important to you? I mean, I know there's a better display on the new MacBooks. So um, I do like, so I think this, I think if you like do a lot of display stuff, like video editing, it would be good to have like a bigger screen with a better display for um well i think that both displays are are like the pro display yeah. xdr in terms of liquid retina whatever the mm-hmm. heck that means and uh, all those those crazy words but uh yeah. at 120 hertz refresh with the pro motion display so both displays are the same but one is significantly bigger the 16 yeah. than the 14 mm-hmm. um I guess I, I do know people. My friend Tom is getting the 16, but I've had a 16, and it is so heavy. It just, really? Oh, it just kills me. It I'm is. Like, it is so heavy. Commit your MacBook Air yeah. when we're done, and I'm not recording. I'll let you lift my 16-inch MacBook Pro, and you'll see how heavy it is. The, and the new one's a half a pound heavier than oh, this wow. one. These days, like Apple advertises their laptops and all their products be like super compact, like. This many grams, super light, lightest we've ever made, thinnest we've ever made. Not this time. Not that one. No, and and a lot of people are saying that's that's good though that people aren't uh, that people aren't screaming for please make it thinner and lighter. Personally, I am because I've carried this thing. This thing, oh, this no. thing kills me in my backpack. Like, and like the cause you think that laptops are supposed to be like portable, like hanging by your side. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so um, there is one downside that people are freaking out about, and that's the notch. How do you feel about the notch? Honestly, if you have, if you have a display as big as 14 or 16 inches, I mean, I've never seen it, so I wouldn't really know. But uh, when I'm looking at the pictures, it doesn't really matter for me. I don't know. And yeah. it's a better camera, so... I do like the idea, some people have said, and I was thinking the same thing, is is it's not that they've cut a notch out of what you're seeing, it's they've added ears on either side of what you're seeing. So the camera's staying there, but they're just moving the display, uh, the, the menu bar up into that area. So it's not really a notch then, it's just smaller bezels on some sides, but keeping the camera the same, because you need that space for a camera, and we can get 1080p, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I am glad they're doing a little bit better on the camera, and they said it's a, a, a better low-light sensor in it, too. Yeah. The um, I am curious, though, because I've got some apps that just sprinkle menus all the way across. You know, they go three-quarters of the way across, and I definitely have menus that go wider than I can show. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the app um, Bartender? Bartender, no. It's an app that lets you have a second row of uh, menu bar apps. Mm-hmm. I'll show it to you when we're done recording. And and I, I wrote to the developer of that about it because I'm curious where he's going to go with this. Um, it's uh, 
yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how it how it deals with the uh, the display and yeah. the notch. So you think uh, you think that's okay though? You're not worried about the uh, the MagSafe. I think I'm. I mean, I'm sorry. The not, the, the notch. Notch? No, I'm not worried about the notch. But the MagSafe, I guess, since you mentioned it. Oh, accidentally, but yes, yeah. that's where we should go. MagSafe. Um, I'm fine with the MagSafe. I've used the MagSafe before on the like a like maybe 2012, 2013. My mom's old MacBook. She doesn't have a MacBook now, but she used to have one. And um, I gotta say, those magnets were weak, like super weak. I yeah. Seriously, hope they have stronger magnets. You know, I don't know. You want it to pop off though. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, did it pop off for you too often? Mm, I wouldn't say, but if you like have it like, like let's say like, you have it like kind of like all the way to the end, like you're stretching it out, like all the way with no loops or bends or anything like that, like the kind of like folds out when I was using it. Well, but of course it will <laughs> pulling yeah. it to the full length, right? Mm-hmm. I found when I was sitting, uh, if I was sitting like with cross legs with my laptop in my lap, I would, it would pop it off. Mm-hmm. And that's why it bothered me some. I'm just mad to lose a port because I've had four ports all along, and all of a sudden I'm only going to have three USB C ports. Oh yeah, the ports. Bringing the ports back, I'm not. I this is like one of my this is like my first laptop, so I was I didn't really know what it was like to have this many ports. They like that many ports that are on the new one, but I think for a lot of people, it's like a huge upgrade from two ports to uh, connect can connect to like one mar- monitor while charging can connect to two while not charging. And then just headphone jack on the other side, like there's nothing else. Yeah, two ports was definitely too few for me. In fact, one of the reasons I I didn't expect, I thought maybe the chip would be a little bit faster, but I was really looking to forward to four Thunderbolt 4 ports. But to lose one, I don't know, that, I'm still irritated. I'll probably whine about that for years. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they, they did give, um, but the compatibility did say that um, was like kind of like a specky thing. But um, it can connect, the 16 can connect to three pro displays and a 4K TV. That's that was kind bananas. Of That's bananas. So not counting the 4K TV, that would be like uh, $15,000 worth of monitors. Oh so God. that would be a business need. That would be definitely a business need. I mean, maybe if you're working at Pixar, that's what you need, right? Apple makes the Pro Display sound like a regular monitor when they're advertising it. (laughs) When you actually go to buy, like, hey, I'm going to buy a Pro Display, just connect this to my MacBook, and you realize the price. That's like as much as a car in a lot of cases, so that's crazy. All right. Well, hey, this was really fun catching up with you and getting Mm -hmm. an idea of what you think is uh, is cool in the announcements. Are you going to buy anything? Probably not. Probably not this time around. Yeah, no. All right, but uh, your birthday's coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably gonna get some. Probably gonna get some stuff from the September event. Oh, okay, right, right, the Mac, right. The only really thing notable that came out for me was the iPhone. Oh, iPhone 13. Now, what size mm-hmm. do you think you might want? Just a 13 regular. I, I like big phones, but I don't really want to go into the Pro because it's too expensive, and I really don't need those extra features. Okay. So yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, I uh, hope, uh, hope uh, Santa is good for you there. <laughs> or yeah. that'd be your birthday. Sorry yeah. for your birthday present. All right. Well, hey, thanks very much for coming on the show with yeah, me. Thank you for having me on the show. Okay. How awesome was Armand? The live chat room's been going absolutely crazy uh, listening to him, and I'm not sure what they love better, his technical knowledge or his sarcasm, because you know what? We love both of those around here. Well, anyway, that's going to wind us up for this week. Did you know you can email me at allison at podfeet.com anytime you like? If you have a question or a suggestion, just set it on over. I love to hear from people who listen to the show. 
Now, I've left Facebook, at least for now, so Twitter is a good place to follow me online at PodFeet. Better yet, join our Slack community at podfeet.com slash Slack, where I can send in uh, pictures of my diagram, about 28 of them before I get to the final one. And uh, then, you know what? You can give me feedback on that, and you can talk to me and all the other no- lovely Nocilla castaways. Remember, everything good starts with podfeet.com. You can support the show like the five-year people over at podfeet.com slash Patreon. Or you could do a one-time donation if you